Welcome to the Weekly Investment Outlook podcast from Deutsche Bank's International Private Bank, looking at the most important issues for investors in the week ahead. Hello, I'm back. Stuart Haslam here uh, with Deepak Puri, our Chief Investment Officer in the United States for our CIO Office Weekly Investment Outlook podcast. Deepak, how are you doing today? Doing very well, Stuart. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning to all of our listeners um, as we look into well, what is really one of the first big holiday months, at least in the Northern Hemisphere. But Deepak, what I wanted to do today was look back um, to July. And as you know, and all of our listeners know, it was a pretty strong month for equities. And we certainly haven't been able to say this at, at all in 2022. Um, but following some pretty decent tech earnings, at least in the Q2s, uh, the numbers are, are looking decent for equity indices at the moment. What's your takeaway? Yes, indeed. And we'll take whatever we get. So, uh, you know, July, we had uh, a very strong month, uh, over 7% on the S&P 500. We recouped some of the losses of the previous uh, months. And I think there were quite a few factors at work here. I think the biggest one really is the rate side, Stuart. You know, the rates uh, started to go down, reflecting a much slower economic growth going forward. And as you mentioned, uh, this was a somewhat of a nice, healthy mix where the market is forecasting lower rates, which is obviously good for equity markets, but also that the earnings it sort of kept hold, even though the bar was pretty low. Tech earnings in particular were able to give a market a sigh of relief because uh, the demand resilience is pretty still pretty strong. So from the big tech names, that was the really the common thread that we saw. And one other you know, point would be that the supply chains are somewhat improving, which is also something we would take gladly, given that it's been one of the sort of um, you know, things that has been hurting the prospects of uh, consumer demand. But overall, I think it was really um, the markets now forecasting good news as bad, uh, bad news as good news. And uh, with the Fed meeting, you know, that really came into play. Uh, but overall, as I said, we'll take a month like uh, July. Yeah, we certainly will. I mean, there's so much to unpick there, Deepak. And, and let me start by um, touching on the Fed, because last week we saw another 75 basis point rise, which is, uh, which is a big move. And, and I really like the way you put this, uh, uh, taking bad news as good news. And, you know, quite often, for consumers, at least, uh, a rate hike means a contraction in activity. Um, but I'd love you to unpick what that means for, for the markets looking forward and how you pull out and, and really understand some of that, that good news from um, a rate cycle change just like that. Yeah, so first and foremost, the, the, the major you know, news item from last week, it was the Fed increasing 75 basis point at short-term rate, also called the Fed funds rate bringing it to two and a quarter to 2.5. So the midpoint being 2.375. Interestingly, this is the first time in almost 40 years that we have seen back-to-back 75 basis point increase. So that front-loading aspect of the monetary policy is pretty much uh, well and, and kicking. Um, however, the I think where the market started to get much more comfortable was some of the comments made at the press conference by Jay Powell. He said that the pace of future rate hikes are going to be dependent on incoming data, especially on inflation front. But among other factors, um, you know, whether the growth is slowing, whether the labor markets have started to become a bit more balanced, these are the other areas that the Fed is going to be paying attention to. And lo and behold, right after this, uh, you know, on Wednesday, on Thursday, we got the GDP data where we saw that the second 
for a GDP, this is the advanced reading, uh, the markets uh, contracted or the economy contracted, you know, point, uh, 0.9% on an annualized basis when taking this quarterly number. So this is a second quarterly decline. So even though it's a, it's a bad news on, on paper, on print, you know, when you sort of extrapolate it, that means that that would warrant Fed to tight a little bit more slowly in a much more measured tone rather than a more aggressive tone that we have seen over the last couple of months. And hence my you know, earlier comment that bad news is good news because going forward, the market was really pricing in a 75 basis rate point. So that was not the news. The big news was really to get a sense of what would be the pace of future rate hikes from now till the end of the year. And I think when you look at that particular aspect of the markets that looks a little bit more market friendly than what we have seen since March of this year when the Fed was really aggressive in, in tightening the, the rates. Yeah, I get it. Thanks for laying that out for us, Deepak. Um, you know, speaking of future economic data points and that guiding uh, central bank activity in the US, but of course, including the ECB in Europe and other central banks around the world, as we look into August, which, as we all know, is, uh, is a quieter month in terms of holidays in the Northern Hemisphere. But what will central bankers that are still in the office um, be looking at uh, in order to guide their decision making process? Is there a couple of data points in particular that you think investors should keep their eye on? Yeah, so, you know, uh, I don't think we have a summer lull, at least uh, in the U.S., uh, Stuart, uh, hate to bring it up to our U.S. listeners, because the first half of August is really uh, some really important key data points going to come to fore. You know, we're going to start uh, um, in um, August 5th with the non-farm payroll number for the month of July, and that's going to be closely monitored by the markets to see if yes, the labor markets have started to soften up a bit, uh, we're going to see the JOLTS data, which is another important one that the uh, the Fed looks at. It, it really talks about the quit rates, how many people are quitting jobs. And that's a good barometer for wage inflation going forward. And before we really digest all the labor market statistics on August 10th might be the most important data point, which is the CPI number or the consumer price inflation number for the, for the month of July, which is where we want to see a sequential decline uh, which is one of the preconditions for the Fed to pivot from its really hawkish uh, regime. And you are looking at a little bit of a decline from the 9.1% reading that we got in the month of July. So those two data points would be the, the most important ones in the first half of the year. The second half is a little bit lighter from a data perspective, but I think the focus is going to be on the Jackson Hole Summit. So in August, we don't have an FOMC meeting. So uh, the focus is going to be this annual symposium in Jackson Hole, a very scenic part of the country where we are going to have a congregation of central bankers really talking about monetary policy and uh, you know effects of uh, some of the emergency uh, policy that were taken during the pandemic. So that really is the topic of discussion. But uh, over the years, you know, it has been an important. Uh, place for the Fed to unveil its new framework. I really don't expect it's going to be the case this time around, but you never know. So, you know, August, as I said, along with the earnings, which is we are still in the middle of, uh, from a macro perspective, those would be the key things to watch out for. Wouldn't uh, old market hacks like you and I love to be flies on the wall at those Jackson Hole meetings and, uh, and see what our uh, colleagues across central bankers will be talking about. Deepak, look, thank you so much. It's always Great to speak to you over in the US. This has been 
Stuart Haslam, Global Head of Communications for the International Private Bank, speaking to Deepak Puri, our Chief Investment Officer in the US. Next week, we'll have Ava Mayringer uh, taking over the podcast, and we look forward to seeing and hearing from all of our listeners then. Have a great weekend. Goodbye for now. This podcast may be considered marketing material. The value of an investment can fall as well as rise, and you might not get back the amount you originally invested. The services described in this podcast are provided by Deutsche Bank AG or by its subsidiaries and or affiliates in accordance with appropriate local legislation and regulation. Deutsche Bank AG is subject to comprehensive supervision by the European Central Bank, ECB, by Germany's Federal Financial Supervisory Authority, BaFin, and by Germany's Central Bank, Deutsche Bundesbank. Brokerage services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated, a broker-dealer and registered investment advisor which conducts investment banking and securities activities in the United States. Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated is a member of FINRA, NYSE and SIPC. Lending and banking services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Trust Company Americas, member FDIC and other members of the Deutsche Bank Group. The product, services, information and or materials referred to within this podcast may not be available for residents of certain jurisdictions. Copyright 2021, Deutsche Bank AG and or its subsidiaries. All rights reserved. This podcast may not be used, reproduced, copied or modified without the written consent of Deutsche Bank AG.